0: Okay, folks, sorry for the delay. Extremely sorry for the delay. Um, We normally begin well on time, but in any case, we're only late by a minute or two. So, but still we apologize. Thank you very much. It is due to technical glitches and we've got technical people here. So today we'll put them on the mat and ask them why the technical glitches happen. But it's wonderful to have this webinar on navigating people and business through COVID. Let's see how our businesses have managed through COVID. It seems the markets are flooded with people. There is demand. But the corporates, I don't know how quick they are. So today we'll have a chance to find out. I thank Telenor for giving us the opportunity to participate with them. They've... uh, egged us on and helped us. So Irfan Bahab Khan, the CEO of Telenor, I am extremely grateful to you for coming forward. There should be far more collaboration with the corporates. Um, we don't ask for money, but they at least collaborate with us without money. When you ask for money, then everybody runs away because they feel that money is only meant to be spent on Mercedes and good things, not on research. So that's, uh, but we'll deal with that later. But anyways, thanks Telenor. And uh, let me uh, introduce my panel. We've got Irfan Bahab Khan, CEO of Telenor. Thank you, Irfan Saab. Real pleasure to have you here. We've got Mukimul Haq, Chief Commercial uh, and uh, Group Strategy Officer from PTCL. Again, thank you, Mukim, for coming. We've got Sarvalli Khan, CEO of TAPA, uh, TPL Tracker Limited. Again, thank you, Sarvalli um, Very glad to have such an honored panel. Uh, Tamur Shah Saab, CO, COO of Shifa Foundation, another very important foundation. Everybody knows Shifa. Tamur Sab, welcome. Thank you for coming. We've got Sadia Haroon, Director HR Planning HRSI. Thank you, Sadia, for coming. Great pleasure to have you. And then we've got Khuram Tariq, CEO of KNMS. So let me begin with you, Irfan Saab. Please tell us how our businesses are doing in COVID and how can we come out from covid without sclerosis, without being totally, my economy was already in sclerosis before COVID came along. Are we going to recover or go back to sclerosis? So Irfan Sabh.
1: Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's a very uh, pertinent question you're asking, but if you give your perspective, at least from our business, uh, which is uh, telecom. So in this 90 minutes of our webinar today, but tell you that uh, our customers are going to be generating 120 million minutes, uh, 15 million SMSs, and 1200 terabytes of data. That's not just in Pakistan, but uh, across our markets. Uh, and Pakistan is, is a major contributor. So there's a lot happening uh, when it comes to connectivity and smart connectivity, because what we have seen is that even uh, you know, uh, in, in this, during this pandemic, the need for connectivity, uh, whether it's data, internet, uh, becomes even more uh, evident. Uh, in, in terms of the businesses, so we have seen obviously. I mean, the first reaction was a bit of shock uh, for for all businesses, but now we start seeing recovery um, across various segments. Uh, and and we could be a good proxy because our customers, are, we have over 46 million customers. They are from all walks of life. Um, uh, you know, all sort of socioeconomic segments. Uh, we have seen uh, and what we observe is that initial couple of months, we have a major optimization. People were obviously very, very uncertain about how things will develop further. So there was a reduce or there's a optimization of spend uh, across, especially in the SME segment, uh, that become even more evident. Uh, small businesses, especially during the lockdown, uh, uh, were were are struggling a lot. Uh, but for last, since I um, yeah, was the last two, three months, we've seen, you know, things are picking up, uh, actually, uh, and then they're very encouraging signs. Uh, so I think it's a mixed bag, uh, looking at, uh, you know, how business, is, but us as business as well as corporate, we also, I mean, our first reaction was, how can we protect? How can we protect our employees, uh, first and foremost? Uh, How can we protect our customers? Uh, And then uh, from a business viewpoint, uh, the second phase was more on preserving. You know, how we preserve what we have, uh, knowing that uh, there's a huge uncertainty, uh, which no one has envisaged. Uh, When at at the beginning of the year, when we all have our strategy kicks off and ambitions for the year, uh, there's nothing of this sort which was part of the plans. And then, uh, fairly quickly, I think we come out to the third phase um, after you know making sure that our employees are safe and protected, um, and then we are able to preserve the business and from a cash flow viewpoint, so that you know there's no major uh, hit. Uh, we start looking at what sort of new opportunities are there. Uh, and I, like I said in the beginning, at least we are blessed in this sector that uh, we see a huge dependency on our services. Uh, and, and new uh, uh, business models uh, have emerged, whether it's uh, e-learning, whether it's e-health, e-commerce, payments, we've, see a, we've seen a good, good surge in those areas.
0: Thank you. Thank you, uh, Irfan Sab. Thank you very much. Uh, let's also switch to a little bit of what because we have any no foreign participants. तो Mukim साब ये बताइए कि ये सब बात सही है कि हम माशाल्लाह बिल्कुल अच्छे हो रहे हैं सब ठीक हो रहा है पर मैं आपको एक छोटी सी बात बताऊं कि हम एक छोटी सी यूनिवर्सिटी हमने सोचा यूनिवर्सिटी खोल दें डिस्कवर्ड के बहुत सारे बच्चे जो उनसे हैं। पहले मैंने कहा nee. सॉरी now, it, COVID place, I think that's, uh, I think just alluding to what
2: uh, Irfan simply said, I think from an internet access perspective, we still have a long way to go. So if I look at uh, the broadband penetration within Pakistan, so you're still covering 2.5% of the households today, which should be on a global average, it should be around uh, 20%. Uh, if you look at on the mobile side as well, if you look at uh, the, the 4G penetration or the numbers are coming out to be very good, but it's still, still we are at 50% people with broadband access. So I think there, there are two fundamental things that come across. The first part of the, as Irfan said, on the resilience side. So I think what I call the first phase is more like resilience, where everybody adapted to the new normal, it was a forced change. So, you know, there was this joke that we have around who is responsible for your digital transformation? Is it your CTO, your CEO? People say, no, it was COVID. So I think we were all forced into a phase where everything came along and we did provide a decent levels of connectivity. But what is now happening is that that is changing at a pace faster than what the supply chain is geared up to do. So if we have to look at not only, it's not only about investment by the way, it's also about the way we structure. So if you look at it, the, the response that I can say, very fairly. There are areas where the internet connectivity in Pakistan is very high, but there are areas where the internet connectivity or availability is not at par. If somebody is in a remote area, there are challenges in providing decent bandwidth and connectivity. So while I think telecom is one of those sectors, which I'm very proud to be a part of, which has enabled a greater level of connectivity, the proportion is not that significantly high where the access is not available. And what we're doing for that is, I think you guys are aware, of the two structural initiatives that the government has embarked upon. So one initiative is, how do we connect all the Taisil headquarters, enable them for at least a 10G connectivity across Taisil headquarters, it's delivered through a universal services fund initiative, which is to enable that bandwidth. The second part of that discussion is, how do we make the internet access cheaper? For that, the, the reforms that need to come in is not only that the operators need to become efficient like us, the other part of that discussion is, the primarily the right of way a lot of these cases where funding is made available the structural flaws in the supply chain need to be derived but i think the overall but i think the the good can thing you explain that what you
0: mean there. by the right of way
2: right of way is if you have to lay a fiber or uh, a tower in an area they need mm-hmm. to get permissions so there are in pakistan normally a 41 step process to go through those permissions so just as an 41 example step. so 41 steps 41 if you, if you want to have a digital enablement, if you want to make it right as as rightful as somebody having oxygen, uh, mm-hmm. then those changes need to happen. But I think the I will I will give you a more hopeful answer, which is I think the three initiatives that have already kicked off in that direction. One is on the international capacity for Pakistan submarine cables. That need to go six to eight x over the next three to four years. So there's a lot of emphasis on how do we connect to the outside world, whether it's on the Western route or the African route. The second part of that is Universal Services Fund engaging with the operators on fiberizing their SEAL headquarters, and how do we enable six to eight times more bandwidth immediately on a sustainable basis? The third thing uh, that is coming across is with the new licensing regime that's coming up for fixed line, the right of way is a major subject of discussion and how do we make it a one window operation? So the only way to do that is over the next three to four months, it's not only going to be about the operators, but all stakeholders coming together in the value chain. The deployment capacity of fiber, I'll give you an example. The deployment capacity of fiber in Pakistan today is less than 300 to 400,000 a year. I'm talking about covering 20 million households. You can do the math. So the other sector will automatically need to grow alongside is the capacity that we deploy on that. So I think the point is very much there. I think the telecom overall, if you ask me, in my perspective, we've been able to deliver. The recent service tell the telecoms have been able to sustain the bandwidth requirement, I think we met 82% of the users' requirements. This is a survey that was done by uh, by McKinsey in Pakistan. So people did have a satisfactory answer to that 82% of demand was met on, on a satisfactory level. 20% of the people had issues and challenges, and that was basically on the geography and the infrastructure limitations, which in my view is gives opportunity for not increasing the access, but also enabling the bandwidth. That's a summary from my
0: side. Look, I'm not so concerned about remote areas. I mean, people who live in remote areas are enjoying life. They don't need the same access as Lahore and Karachi. So I'm quite cruel about this that people who live in remote areas, Hunza, they're enjoying their mountains, et cetera. If they want better internet access, they can come into the city. But what I care about is my students, myself, being able to access things without interruption. So you mentioned two things which are very important. One is uh, Tassil headquarters well. I don't think every tehsil headquarters should have fiber. Second, that it should be cheaper. But what you forgot about is quantity. So Sarwar Saab, you are, mashallah, a user of internet. Do you find it satisfactory? Is it OK? Or how do you make out with these corporates giving us the internet that they do?
3: Uh, so, the, Nadeem, so from, I've actually stepped in for server. This is Mohammed Aminuddin. I'm oh, CEO sorry. of TKLM. Okay. Welcome. Sir, unfortunately welcome. took sick. So I just of, this is life. You- Unexpected uh, things happen. Anyway, I think yes, um, as a financial services company with a very large retail footprint, we are a user of internet and connectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. More so because um, we serve the retail sector more than the corporate sector and hence, um, our connectivity with our customers uh, and the days of, you know, the snail mail and, uh, you, you know, it's all gone now. So we have to connect via the latest technologies available, which typically means a telecom backbone and uh, connectivity via email, WhatsApp and whatnot. So actually for us, uh, COVID was actually realization and uh, execution of plans that we had made. Business continuity planning is what it's typically called. And we executed it pretty much to the T, whereby um, our downtime was nil, um, and with a very large customer base of uh, about 60 or thousand customers, uh, we were able to assure them that we were there for um, their financial needs. In this, in our case, insurance, or for that matter, in our group companies, tracking services, which are pretty much 24/7, and uh, and actually it works. So I think one thing about, um, and I think this is thanks due to the telecom infrastructure that has developed in the country is that uh, we are able to connect by and large, most of the time to a very large segment of our customer base um, and it works. So uh, we've had no problem. In fact, uh, in a certain way, as the other panel uh, contributor was suggesting, It's proven the case that all that investment they've done in creating the connectivity, creating digital platforms, creating access through uh, multiple channels, uh, uh, it's all a worthwhile investment. And then, on top of it, uh, given consideration for staff, we started working from home. So, the fact that we had connectivity uh, uh, available to be able to serve our customers 24 7 um, remotely. uh, we're kind of grateful in a way, looking at the positive side of the equation, being able to validate these concepts and actually implement them for pretty much good customer satisfaction.
0: Thank you very much. Damur, you are a net beneficiary of COVID, right? Because obviously healthcare costs have gone up. So you, mashallah, are doing well. What's your take on the whole COVID business? Uh, Is it going away? Is it not going away? And how have healthcare service providers Responded to COVID because I still find that we're continuing the old way. Are you going to use more technology? Are you going to develop more in terms of uh, providing us better healthcare through technology?
4: Thank you very much. Uh, and yes, this is a common perception that healthcare is a beneficiary of COVID. Uh, but, and, and we were hoping the same uh, because generally it is said that healthcare is a recession proof business. But we learned it the hard way that it is recession-proof, but not a pandemic-proof business. So uh, when the COVID struck, uh, although there was a lot of demand for uh, COVID treatment uh, Mm -hmm. patients uh, in the hospital, but there was also a lot of fear among people coming into the hospitals because they thought that hospitals are probably the hotbed of infections so a lot of our elective surgeries and so many things that are that revolved in healthcare industry uh, they were stopped mm-hmm. and then since it was all about health so the 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 changing scenario every day uh, kept us on our toes um, the biggest challenge that probably that we had before i come to the technology part was our healthcare workers because uh, it it becomes a very really conflicting situation to be in where your family wants you to remain safe inside your house, but your duty calls for going into the area where uh, the treatment happens for such patients. So that required a lot of uh, uh, staff engagement, uh, getting them motivated, uh, reminding them of the oaths that they have taken while joining the, um, the, the profession and all, the, all those sorts of things. So, financially, we did suffer. Yes, uh, we probably went down to 50% of our operational capacity. Uh, and uh, healthcare being a very low margin, it means that we went into red straight away. Uh, but it was our, uh, our uh, board of directors and the leadership who wanted us to focus on the healthcare delivery. Um, second thing that you asked us uh, about the digital transformation. Uh, we were working on uh, utilizing the, uh, the digital means for expanding the footprint. Um, but like it was mentioned earlier on, COVID accelerated that multiple times. So mm-hmm. on, the, on the eve of, I believe, 24th of March, uh, when the lockdown uh, orders came in, one of the order was that outpatient services are to be suspended everywhere. So we could, we could not leave our patients who were scheduled, who were going to come in, so straight away, we moved on to a digital platform, we could give them access, and we almost reached 50% of our normal clinical mm-hmm. visits using, uh, uh, using our virtual platforms. Of mm-hmm. course, with the start of uh, the clinics again, that number started to go down, but even mm-hmm. when uh, the, uh, the operations have gone back to a routine and normal, we're still on a, an approximately 10% of our patients are still using our virtual mm-hmm. platform. And as part of uh, lesson learned from this pandemic so far, uh, we are pushing further into our uh, digital transformation strategy by expanding the virtual hospital concept all over the country. Uh, and the last part that you said, COVID is not, it's it's happening, it's So we have seen a steady decline, but there are, uh, there are small blips here and there, where there is an increase, but then it goes down. But thanks, uh, thanks to God, thanks to Almighty Allah, it's not the situation that we faced uh, after Eagle Fetam.
0: OK, great, great. Saudi so Bibi, how is COVID going to transform HR? People are hurting. People can't get jobs. It going to, how is it going to change HR? And are our corporates going to understand the change that's happening?
5: sadiya ji can you hear me we can hear you so very <coughs> interesting change i don't call it a new normal i call it a better normal hum corporate chairman their company was not and is not impacted. So, diya, hai, ke, karte, to that that advantage of COVID, and have Companies are doing, there are a lot of companies who so are very sympathetic, there are a lot of companies who are using this to say, okay, let's cut down the salaries. Um, I, my personal opinion, companies for this year need to stop looking at the bottom line. They need to look at the employees who have brought them where they are today. Very interesting is that we have told that we have a backlog. a lot of employment opportunity in the market. There is a lot interesting market work which has come to the IT and E-commerce. There is a lot of work has come the because in the lockdown ki कि हम हमेशा की हम हमेशा की तरह करते हैं हम हमेशा की तरह चीजें करते हैं had a meeting this morning with a very senior banker and I said you know after working for 26 years I think it's my responsibility to tell you we are not developing leaders. We are developing workers. There are many companies who actually invest in their employees. And we need pandemic understand the lesson learned in this pandemic. That the world is just general managers, who are not old from We need to work on our workforce. Ghana, Pakistan is not helping us. CPEC is not going to bring us business. CPEC, Pakistan is only going to produce mediocre talent and pandemic has made it very clear. Um, I have all the CEOs on, in this platform observation and I want everybody to look into it and make a comment. This is charter like employees who think of Then there are riders who perf- ride on performers' shoulders. Then there are politicians and then we have silent workers. The people who are the people who are working all the time, they love them and forget them. In this pandemic, those who were performers, they outperformed.
3: jo riders
5: were they either had to work or they became very visible. Politicians have no chance because of cigarette break, they hai, not break hai, lunch, they can't eat at the And the silent workers stood out. So that, that is something which is very evident. I want to know what are corporates doing about people who are, and it's not about being, you know, cruel, it's about workforce management because this new way the workforce. Are we ready for that? Have we thought about it? We're talking about broadband, we're talking about tech, internet. But do we realize that we have a lot Hawaii. 70% population. आप में you have talked about our students. I talk about our students, college going Those kids go to school. Those kids who go to $2,000, they don't have a laptop. They do have an Android phone with their parents. They have a child with their parents. In Africa, when the pandemic starts, a woman starts on Is PTC thinking about it? They are our national carrier. So, you know, let's talk about 20 crore. bomb. Let's not target
0: 50 lakhs. <clears throat> yeah, let me bring in Khuram Tarek Sab. Khuram Tarek Sab, you are from a very interesting company, a traditional cotton um, company, a well-known family, and you have branched off into kind of uh, a derivative of that. By, you will explain that to us. But more importantly, you are probably the only company in Pakistan that I see. On your website, you have R&D and HR, which no company seems to have. So that's very interesting. So OK, it shows me that you are visionary. But can you please tell us how you're going to benefit from COVID, and how you're going to go online, and how you're going to uh, take advantage of the new technology? Or is it still going to be the same old Tana bana in Faisalabad?
6: SAAD I am from uh, Valuated Textile Manufacturing, Clothing Direct Shelf Product. So let me uh, sail you through uh, what happened. First thing was COVID in China. We thought it's going to stay in China and our supply chains are going to be disrupted. So there, were, there, there, there was a hyper buying of the raw materials and that's way back January. And then came the customer disruption, uh, the hold where it is, cancel, uh, block, blah, blah, blah. And in the in the meantime, there were customers who were silent, who were not responding, who were not saying, don't do it. So we were kind of uh, uh, hanging. Uh, our response was, first of all, the most difficult thing was to get the factories approved for running. And that was a big challenge because uh, the district management and everybody, Dried no congregation of people, so we had to set up a hospital we had we, we had to set up all the all the we, we had stockpile of uh, oxygen cylinders and supplying everything to our labor force who went ill and then uh, interestingly, we got alternate uh, productions like masks like PPEs. so we had to convert very quickly into those new lines of business and uh, start producing it, which we never produced before. And uh, in the meantime, the state bank was very agile. Uh, they were rolling out policies, very, very conducive policies, uh, literally on a daily basis. And that, that helped us flow through the cash flow issues. And now there's an interesting situation. The, the interesting situation is that there's a lot of export orders coming into our business main reason is uh, India has shortage of labor and uh, Bangladesh had a lot of canceled orders uh, and they have cash flow issues. And we are uh, the only country in the region which are geared up for uh, not being visited by customers and still able to produce. So for us so far, it's, <laughs> it's a blessing in disguise. We don't have capacities to handle, and uh, that's where we are. I can't listen
0: to you. Thank you very much. Gee. Thank you very much. Let me return to um, Mr. Irfan Saab. Um, Irfan Saab, But let's move on a little bit. I will show you a chart just now, which I find absolutely interesting and I show in every webinar. That chart is this you This chart is this investment rate The low Bangladesh, India etc. investment rate is reached to 13 percent of GDP, as you all know, you are called business people, Mashallah, is not even replacement rate. growth rate We get hamari growth rate 20 20-30 COVID COVID your line straight line if we are going to return to normal, as um, you know, Sadia Bibi said very well, are we going to return to the old normal, the new normal, or a good normal? What is it that should be done, Irfan Saab, for us to get to, we did this calculation in the PID some while ago, and we did this in the Planning Commission too, if you're going to go forward without social stress, because we've got a demographic problem on our hands, our population is very young, we need to grow at 7-8%. That means our uh, investment rate must go to 25, 30%. Now, can you guys tell me, how can we do that? If you were advising the government, let's say we're going to do something for the government now. If you're going to advise the government, what would you recommend? What should be done? How do we recover from COVID well, not neurotically?
1: Yes, I think, think it's a very, uh, very, very good question. Uh, and, and in my view, I think we have a fantastic opportunity uh, to respond back, uh, actually, and COVID has highlighted a little bit. I'll build on what you're saying. Uh, you know, when you look at our demographic, obviously we have a lot of young people and all of these people need uh, some sort of employment or you know, uh, opportunities to work or be, uh, to set up their own businesses. And, and, and ek clear hai aur jo ke, I think it was writing on the wall that I mean, we were reluctant as a society is to adopt technology. And uh, there's no better opportunity than, than today to make sure that we take an ambition that we humne kis mein jana hai. We all talk about exports and then uh, we end up in very traditional sectors so we need to be very strategic in terms of you know setting our priorities lekin mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. aap ek agar chhota business bhi run kar rahe hain aap ek apni strategy banate hain aap ek vision banate hain you set some goals aaj ke liye agle 5 saal ke liye you you track those goals on a quarterly basis and say ki kya adjustments ki zarurat hai mm-hmm. what we are what we are missing is a national strategy for the country aur mere khayal mein jo sabse badi opportunity hai wo ek knowledge economy ki taraf Uh, opportunity at the back of this digitization, at the back of technology revolution, fourth industrial revolution, and all those things which are happening. And we need a comprehensive plan Not towards traditional skills, but we need to really guide them towards what is in demand in future, tomorrow. Uh, Keeping in mind, uh, you know, we would like to uh, go in there we need to uh, और मेरे ख्याल ये मुश्किल नहीं है because we have very talented workforce अगर हम अपने देखते हैं uh, they they wanted to learn they wanted to work hard uh, उनमें आगे to की uh, जिस्तुजुबी है Tamanna भी है, uh, भी है काम भी करना चाहते चीज uh, की कमी है उसमें सबसे बड़ा तो mentoring and guiding uh, जो करने the mass scale again I'm not talking about selected few but I'm talking about you know masses and uh, investment or funding. Uh, but if we have that plan in place, we can say, okay, what are the skill sets? How we need to sort of start producing at the bottom? And, and it, I think it's very important for all the audience to know. We have also seen tremendous opportunities especially in the IT business, BPO business, uh, in, in some of the call center and IT services Again, at the back of the Philippines, COVID, India and a few other markets, um, they had a harder hit and a shutdown of business. Some companies is good, but uh, obviously we can do a lot more and we can sustain this. Uh, and then we have to also look at what are the some of the uh, roadblocks just USMRI investments. What sort of conducive environment? We need? Ease of doing business is one indicator. But on the ground, things, things have not changed. Uh, we see that there is still a lot of red-tapism, bureaucratic hurdles. And, uh, you know, the provincial and the federal government authorities are not aligned. on uh, Many of those things. So even if you want to even a small business in technology, right from the company registration to sending money overseas, we have huge issues and we have this, response and some panel's colleagues have said that And we have seen some great examples. I have a fundamental example We have seen 25 30 spectrum, which is a asset, They have made sure there is more spectrum being available for the operators to to address the increased demand. Job ki bajaya in terms of the quality of service, even urban. And I'm also not talking about ruler. But <laughs> in government ke point of view it was just a, a you know a one policy directive because those airways are there. Uh, they're not been utilized today. For future day bid bit caring is it we can get some money out of it. And we are not utilizing it. it's a waste opportunity. It's like a melting ice business and it's just gone block basically. So I think and pipe platforms I think we what we can do as collectively because we company sector, segment expect Karna they will come up with all the uh, answers. But by through we can come up with certain recommendations uh, which should take us to the uh, to which we are alluding towards can I say we can have a strategic prioritization for the country and, and, and then set some goals which will help us moving in that
5: direction?
0: I think fascinating. No, no, absolutely. We are trying to do that. By the way, in PIED, we are also trying to do that. We've developed a growth framework, which we are going to involve a large number of very good economists, the best economists in the country, and they're going to collaborate to make a growth framework, which we'll present to you in a few days. We would love for the corporates to join us in this too, and you know, just come and help us think through things. But you know, let me now throw the questions at panel, and whoever can wants to take them can take them. Very simply, uh, first thing, Erfansab, why is the quality of internet? I see what Mukim is saying about um, the right of way. I see what you're saying about pricing the internet or auctioning the internet, the, the sorry spectrum, about being stingy about the spectrum. So, wh- how is it that we can get a digital policy right? After all. Whenever we see that there is a commission that you are the people who are sitting at the table, we are not sitting at the table. So what goes wrong? Why can't you influence policy? Why is it that our policy is so neurotic and strange that I was trying to put money in the easy way and I didn't do it. It's so difficult to put money into. You have to physically go and put money in easy paisa. put physically that, then you can't it. If you to If I transfer bank account, then you can't it, Then, documentation then you can't it, Then, internet Zoom call in the So, what do we do? How do we compete I'm going to fundamentally what are we
1: missing. So I think what we are missing is, um, or jo, it's linked to the overall business environment, it's linked to the investment. If you look at the telecom sector, mein historically, from uh, the FDI ke point of view, the se telecom sector was able to attract a lot of investment from now to 10 or 12 years ago, when it started the whole deregulation. Shuru but in the past few years, this phenomenon has been stopped. And that's why we don't have clarity in terms of the policy. I you that are players uh, in the telecom space they are against the regulator in court on the license renewal. Those are char license है. And the government could not come up in time as per their own contractual obligation, which is clarity for investors. Renew so there are some irritants um, which, which are hampering the growth and the further investment but apne region ki i see personally because i sit on boards in those companies in those countries investment is being diverted there because of the uh, non conducive environment so fundamentally that's the issue which needs to be solved aur hoga to phir digital backbone jo mulk ke liye bahut zaruri investment bhi aayegi because uh, operators ka ya investors ka interest hoga uske uh, and, and and so we need to really address those fundamental issues yahan um, uh, tak easy paisa I just want to clarify that as well. Okay, now, I mean, there are a lot of, uh, even I think state bank, they have removed all the charges related to IBFT. So you can actually link it with any of your bank account and digitally uh, send money into your wallets, uh, whether it was Jazz Cash or Easy Peso. And we have seen a tremendous growth. Um, double digit, month on month growth, people who are keeping money and, and sending money through wallets. So it's the beginning of our digital payment ecosystem.
0: Which is very encouraging. Well, I've been trying for weeks and then gave up. Finally, so I, Mukim, I like can to add you add
2: something? Please like go, to add ahead. Something me. go ahead. I think that I think that I think coming back. to- Just don't blame uh, me,
0: otherwise the rest is okay. No, no, Just I'm don't not, blame I'm me. It's my anyone. fault. <laughs> no, no, I'm
2: not. So I think I think the point. I think there are two fundamental issues that are at the helm of any policy making. Mm-hmm. One is how do we go about decision making as a country. So if you talk about the growth rate or whatever. Uh, spectrum auction, le we can talk about all those things. But I think the fundamental flaw that lies is in to my view is two areas. One is the decision making process as a whole. We normally focus on outcomes rather than focusing on the inputs. So, if you're going to, so what we're saying is that we deliver kar hai, spectrum ke outcomes, but when we talk about the inputs, we are not really concerned about the inputs that go in. So, I think that's the one big gap in how we decide about things. So, then, second part of that discussion that comes across is, I think what Sadi was also alluding to, was domestic productivity? Mm. So you can have the most expensive technologies in the world, but they are all linked to productivity. They're all linked to people affording them. So I think the fundamental question at our hand is mm. domestic productivity. CPEC, you about growth, exactly. It is all about domestic productivity. So I think the two things at the helm of every single question that we answer, whether it's telecom, whether it's construction, whether it's property, I think the, the framework is overall how we govern the whole process. So I think if there's anything at the PIDE platform, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're working on a growth strategy. We'd be happy to contribute the way we can. But I think the fundamental question is at the heart of the scene making process. So I think that's something that I always talk about, even in our corporate world, even in our... So, so that, that that's a fair needs to be addressed holistically. Otherwise, we'll keep on having the same problem over and over again. Uh,
0: but if, if I was to ask you, Mukim, very simply, what are the three things that you need for us to have a digital revolution in the country. You know, everybody talks about it. we will do Google, we will do this. Now a new thing, please tell me. Ke, there are tech companies that are asking for protection. They want to become the car companies of the future. Ke, we will produce a certain kind of phone and not allow Apple in. I'm tied to Apple, I love my Apple, and I don't want to have to buy a second-rate second rate phone just because I, my Apple is banned. Same thing on many other things. They're saying, for example, okay, ban Amazon. They won't let Amazon come in. I'd love for Amazon to come in, right? So how do we handle this? I mean, is it always about you, corporates getting protection or are you willing to op- operate in a competitive environment?
2: So I think it's not, it's not at all about uh, protection. So I don't, so on the digital side, if you look at it, so if you look at the revenue split between telecoms and so where did the Googles and Facebooks came across? They actually came over the top uh, from the telecom world. So the world is no longer about protection. I don't think any corporate that wants to look at protection is not going to be there in the long run because that is resistance to change. And uh, I think that does not sustain. So I think that's not the case. But I think, particularly in the case of Pakistan, if you ask me, what do we need to do about the digital revolution uh, that we need to bring in? I think there are, I think to me, at the helm of it is, as I think already alluded to, uh, the spectrum availability. I think what we cannot do as a government or as a country is to hold ourselves. So just because we want a per dollar price, I think we need to get across that spectrum as an enabler. Technology is an enabler. So I think we always focus on digital from a technology perspective. So very good. So I think to enablers are get the stakeholders, get a better decision making, get the policy clear, and enable the people to come and invest and allow an open access, unbundle a lot of the infrastructure. So I think that to me is very simple. But I think the second aspect of it, which is the which is overall the mm-hmm. the culture, the use, the mm-hmm. as I the come back to the people itself. So I think it will not happen unless there is demand. Because if there is excessive demand for a particular segment, so abhi Pakistan mein cloud, for example, BPO baat ki, so I think what needs to enable is those particular inputs that will derive the digital agenda. It's not the other way around. So I think the COVID proved it. So, you know, the, so the need is mother of uh, all inventions. And I think it's proven itself. We Pakistan could not have got the e-commerce boom that we saw over the last four months. Daraz, for example, to look at the sales would not have happened. So we were forced into that change. So I think to me, there is, it's not only about policy or corporate driving. It's I think it's about all stakeholders and also about the demand side. Of it. So I think for digital revolution, so while you can be a lot of focus on the policy side and operators, I think that's fine. I think on the other side, it is the people and the skill that drives digital. Because if you're still going to produce a lot more labor than people who can deal with technology, you don't will not be going into a digital revolution at all. And then you'll be importing digital revolutions. So I think it has to be indigenous. And for that, the policy has to focus on the inputs, not on the outputs. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. I'm a music economist. Yes, I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it. to am talking about it. I'm talking about it. I'm it. Productivity is important. Productivity is important. So, I'm talking about it. Yes, productivity is very important. But, abhi also mentioned something about that we were lucky. You're not ready. You're not ready. not ready. So the state doesn't buy two-three Mercedes and Porsches. When it comes to bust, it goes down. Can't you guys plan your business? And what about productivity in the textile sector? We measured your productivity very low. What's the reason? Can't we fix your sector as well? Do you have any place in
6: COVID-19? I think the good companies already have, they are operating on good productivity, but there is a new challenge due to COVID. Mm. Uh, Customer key to demand energy, but erratic. So we need to have more capacities at hand. And uh dumb knee jerk reaction say there are quicker orders and the visibility is lowered. So we need to have higher capacities and, and average capacity utilization might be lower at the end of the year. So that's that's a new norm, that that's a tough norm. But mm-hmm. This is very important. There are two national priorities. There mm-hmm. national priorities that are mm-hmm. guidelines to all our policies. We have to issue that is the reciprocity of FTAs and CPAC. There is no reciprocity. If you have a page and you page, to to आ, so, we are not the net-managed beneficiaries. There is reciprocity. Uh, third thing is that raw material availability has different interest groups. So, the national priority is define interest groups. Define if this happens, who takes the priority? The uh, conflict of interest different groups in different groups. But if we chalk out a policy, so, now raw materials the duties on raw materials and then we remove it. So, this so is erratic. है. However, sector there is a lot of investment in our sector. And as a friend mentioned, we are more focused on the traditional sectors. It is, we are only uh, just around 1% of the total uh, textile and clothing in the world. So, just nothing. So, there is a huge potential. And until this policy uh, alignment is not correct,
0: uh, yeah, is okay, fair mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. but let me ask you, wait, gee, I'll just come to you, let me ask you Khuram, I'm sort of getting older unfortunately, this, this constant blaming, uh, uh, corporate sector, government corporate sector, government corporate sector, ko blame karta hai. Um, yet when I remember I used to live in the States for a long time and I remember Steve Jobs and Bill Gates never went to Washington. Steve Jobs was a few Bill Gates was a but they never go to Washington. again, he's a big guru in Silicon Valley, I I said, going to Washington, a said, Why are our to the government?
6: eh uh, bodhi of doing business hai na usko ease of doing business convert kar hai. there is there is a lot mm-hmm. of tease or and there is a lot of uncertainty they put mm-hmm. they put in a system and that system doesn't work So, issues mm-hmm. jo hai na oh issues roadblocks we have we we have to be uh, some mm-hmm. part of us has to be in yeah. in okay. islam agar ye na ho to uski zarurat nahi hai
0: theek
6: hai we don't need
0: Sadia, baby, let me come to you. I think, quite frankly, when I talk to students, my students also have no work habits. In a in a society, in our culture, I think ambition, hard work is kind of dead. Do you agree with me or not? Is COVID going to wake us up or not? I'll answer your
5: question later. a lot of मैं फैसला बाद में थी एक साल पहले और इंटरव्यू कर रही थी मैंने 300 बच्चों का कंट्रीब्यूट किया जब भी नया प्रोजेक्ट होता खुद हिट करती अब मुझे बहुत अफसोस हुआ एक एक पोजीशन के लिए मेरे पास बच्चा था मुझे टेक्सटाइल इंडस्ट्री को बहुत करीब से देखने का मौका मिला भी में, में, छोटे so companies, कंपनीज के कोई किसी भी इंडस्ट्रीज ने ये नहीं सोचा कि वे ये जो बच्चे लाहौर के पढ़ के आ रहे हैं जो ये सब पढ़ाईयां कर रहे हैं इनके लिए नौकरियां नहीं है क्योंकि इंडस्ट्रीज आपको उनको ट्रेन नहीं किया और जो नदीम की बात है मैं करती पावर आपके आप तो उनके बराबर खड़े हैं आप क्यों देख रहे हैं हुकूमत को हुकूमत को टैक्स हम देते हैं हुकूमत के साथ हम बताएंगे उनको काम कैसे करना है लेकिन उससे पहले आपको काम करना पड़ेगा आप अपनी इतनी बड़ी यूथ को क्यों बेकार छोड़ रहे हैं आप क्यों नहीं कहते इस कॉलेज का 100 बच्चा मैं उठाऊंगा करेगा आप क्यों नहीं आप क्यों भी Yes, <inaudible> I'm sorry, may her picture 20, So as Na said, the going is good, like a go let's buy the new course. No please't do buy a new course. Buy a new civic and put rest of the money in an institution Together, we don't to get a hamakni ugly generation till ku this हम सब को याद रखना चाहिए। thing साहब आपके सवाल का to do this. ठीक कह रहे is that the 11 sale is 11 subsidized. The same thing is अलीबाबा the ग्लोबली सबसे बड़ी सेल होती है। हम इसके लिए जून से काम शुरू करते the मुझे अगले दिन 2000 लोग the 2000 लोग देने का मतलब ये है कम-असम मेरे पास 6000 बच्चा होना चाहिए ये rider है ये fulfillment है, है आप यकीन कीजिए आपकी इस webinar के बाद मेरी globe जो amazon का CEO जो हैं उन्होंने मेरी class लेनी हैं क्योंकि उनको ये बात समझ नहीं third world country जहां लोग भूखे मर रहे हैं वहां पे अगले दिन बंदा नौकरी पे क्यों नहीं Hmm. We are looking for an easy way out. We don't have role models that say that I worked for receptionist and I became GM because I worked at Harassan. For sure, that responsibility lies with us as parents, as leaders, as decision-makers in our own way. We are not passing on the right message. Yeah, mm-hmm. E-commerce the copy kar hai, hai, jo ko copy You don't copy na kar Because you can't compete with nah the Become their vendor. Do that. So, you know, as I said earlier, we, we don't think. The Chinese are not working with 5-10 are thought process. Line hai. I if I come to any one of you and your mashallah, all CEOs of your company, and I give you a sales pitch, so which my was so I will impress you, but trust me, give me half a chance, I will only work with a local corporate. They will at least have some respect for my experience, Chinese will only use you and they will put and as and have rightly said. To to Islam, a supermarket a there, there a floor leke so
0: what are we talking about? We are not ready. हम हर बच्चे को, uh, I think all of us have children, हम हर बच्चे को समझाते हैं कि बेटे, grow up। और जब 19 साल को grow up and now go and make your own life। कुछ हद तक बेटे को protect प्रो, कर सकता है, but otherwise नहीं हो सकता, you know। बच्चों को अपनी किस्मत खुद to hum bade nahi hongi, hum ki taraf hi so you, mashallah, CEOs of corporates are sitting here. You are the Bill Gates of Pakistan. You are the Steve Jobs of Pakistan. I ask you, why is it that our destiny is not in our own hands and in the hands of China, DFID and U.S. And wo. Yeh, ji. who will want to take the lead on this? I throw the question openly to everybody. Ji, boy
4: a little different perspective I add it to this. Of course. Because technology oriented so I we do have shortage of skilled staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, अदर, and this, this holds true very much in the healthcare industry as well. doctors but what makes a good healthcare is not a good doctor. It is the entire system around it, which uh, is a role So uh, at, at Shifa here, we realized this early on, that if we generally watching this, we will not it. So what we started off was our own training programs for these technicians, for our nurses. Or they don't have to pay anything. Uh, they, after uh, uh, doing inter, they come in, they study without paying anything, uh, they have guaranteed jobs. complete so you will get job here, and you will complete And after a certain period, you go um, to other institutions in the country or even outside the country, and we, we do have certain success stories. But there is a very big dilemma that we have again, as I mentioned earlier, that employability is also very less. A hmm. qualified person will come you, but work ethics, the idea of when no one is looking at that person, and all those things that come into play where you quality service, all these question mark and then this this thing is not only associated to a particular industry ya a particular organization ye mere khayal mein ye hamari overall reflection hai, because all these organizations chahe private hain government hai, we are a, a part of this larger society that we are working in so mere khayal isko, sirf corporate perspective se, Ya government perspective, se, ya education perspective, not uh, to overall of hum, work ethics, society, mein, individual ethics, ja they are all reflecting in, uh, in these organizations.
0: Hmm. Irfan sahab, aap, you've been very successful in giving us this COVID message. Jab main phone um, kisi ko karta hon, mujhe message COVID या या COVID Can you not do anything about our culture? Can't you instill some messages there by telling people, for example, I have a company that I have a company that that a company I that company worker how do we change this culture? Steps awareness is one, and obviously, uh, awareness could be done through uh, But I think emphasize
1: role models. And I mentioned before the mentorship. की की is mentorship is not just about any functional skill. It's also about, you know, how, how, uh, what is expected out of, of you as a, as a citizen, as a leader. And that's what we need to do soft skills at the beginning of the school level, and within organizations. At least, you know, multinationals can be uh, 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 established, and then what we need to do is to influence that around. Uh, so, I think the collaboration between industry and academia is one big gap uh, overall. And if we are able to fill that gap, we can address multiple issues functional side, recovery, and then some of the softer skills as well. Because ethics, values, corporate governance, in some areas, you can see there is a gap, hai, especially in a deteriorating environment ja rahe hai, even if we compare uh, Pakistan last decade or last few decades, uh, which is very worrisome. We can work as corporates and uh, corporate responsibility as media, ka apna role hai, academia, ka apna hai, aur parents, uh, all of us, I mean, we need to step up. Uh, so again, bhi, I think we need a comprehensive national plan of and leadership from the top. Uh, I'm sure many people are because we all see a huge gap. But we need to come together, build that ecosystem where we can make sure and have role models and tell us that there's no shortcuts in life. So you have to, I mean, the ha,
5: cha,
0: way to... lafaz kiya. ecosystem way... Okay, it. You made a very good observation ki industry-university collaboration but I find it a little bizarre that you are saying that industry or university collaboration is not You are the people with money. University is a book, but you are roaring. a book. You are a a और इसको बनाने के लिए मैंने बड़े कॉर्पोरेंट्स को फोन किया अपने दोस्तों को सारों को के यार आई वुड नेम देम बड़े-बड़े लोग हैं के जी पैसे दे दे किसी नहीं भी नहीं दिए फाइनली विकन हाउस ने हमें पैसे दिए इस मैगजीन को के लिए वो इतने पैसे को खास थे मतलब लाख रुपया दिया ये सब कहते हैं इंडस्ट्री को कौपर, होनी चाहिए पर होती क्यों नहीं, नहीं मेरे ख्याल में जाहिर बहुत
1: बेहतर हो सकती है पर अम, जैसे मैंने कहा कि अगेन अपने अपने में अपनी कंपनी का जिक्र करूं तो भी रिसेंटली लास्ट मंथ के अंदर हमने एक एक इनिशिएटिव के साथ we are uh, running a series of uh, workshops funded by us uh, through other partners as well. We are talking skill sets ke baat kar rahe hai, and then we launching a program. So we are doing uh, quite a few number of those. I mean, again, the question is that the a lot of demand. Kafi hai, and then we see ke request requests. So we need to be also, you know, focus ke, uh, Kitna hum iske opar, uh, But again, bigger question is also, as you universities need to also see that sustainable resources can generate current keep on working on those areas. Uh, but I I also acknowledge that uh, our general businesses should be spending more time research and uh, collaboration. Ke under, uh, and there's a huge room actually for all of us to work together
0: even more closely. No doubt, right. No. right. QG, anybody else wants to take up this question about industry? I think there's.
2: I'd like to add something to it. So I think there are two yeah. things. So one, one thing there yeah. are structural collaborations that we do for research in our own value systems.
0: Yeah.
2: The other part of this is I think not many people are familiar, and I keep on raising this time and again. We are we are one of the few industries that does contribute 0.5 percent of our revenue to R and D, which is a public fund available across the board. So. I'm not saying that we, should, we cannot do more, but I'm saying the point is, okay, while we all collaborate, like Irfan suggested, we have a couple of examples, with UAT, Texela and uh, some startups that we work with. But I think the other thing is, yes, so for one thing is, you know, the corporates need to enable people to come and work on their platforms and create local capacity. I think that people are doing more or less in one form or the other. The other part of that is that if I were to tell you, I would say okay, there is a company by the name of USF the R&D Fund which is funded by the telcos primarily for the purpose that you just uh, eliminate. So I think, again, so my my discussion is that that needs to be structured as well. So there is a lot of contribution that does go uh, as an obligation for R&D. Uh, so what happens is ke jo out of the ecosystem uh, R&Ds hoti, they sort of get limited because everybody's working with a kitty and a budget. So I would just like to bring that point ke for for Pite, for example, I think you should tap into if you're doing a digital growth or that kind of a study. that could be uh, an avenue where a significant amount of funding should be, and they do public funding as well. So they they did work with startups, they did work with uh, telcos. And I think that's one avenue that I would like to uh, sort of bring to the table. Every
0: every every industry gives such a. There's an export development fund. There's a pharmaceutical fund. There's a cotton cess. Every exactly. industry. So, let's use that better.
2: better. Let's use that better. all let's, that,
0: that goes good. to the finance ministry. None of it is used for research. But leave that as it yes. is. <laughs> Let me ask you a very simple question. Ke, given this thing, very simple question, you're a public limited company, PTCL, right? Yeah. Okay, so th- this is no secret. What is the market cap of PTCL?
2: Yeah, public limited public company public has
0: to be public information.
2: 700 million, dollars, million, yes. Depending on 700
0: million, 800 million dollars. I thought we sold the company for 2 billion dollars. I mean, a small share, not a large share but it 's still seven eight hundred million dollars now, let me ask you a simple question Refan Sababki company the private i can 't ask you this question. A telecom company let 's say in Dubai or somewhere is worth billions of dollars. Why is the market cap so low of your companies? I was surprised i 'm doing a paper just now and i 'm going to print it soon. I was doing a paper on the stock market i 'm still doing it. I mean it should be out soon. A paper on the stock market i 've kind of lost my zest on doing this because I was really dismayed to find that our private sector is very weak in Pakistan. The largest company in Pakistan is Engro, private company. And Engro's market cap is one point something billion dollars. So if you think about it, in the international scheme of things, you are very small players. And my question to you guys is, why are you small players? Why can't you grow? Because if you grow, the, com- the country will grow too. QG, anybody, anybody can take this question. No.
2: So uh, I'll take that. So if you're talking particularly telecoms, the telecoms are Currently in a, in a capex intensity is very high. So that's why you see the multiples are not as high. So if you look at the total global telecom growth is actually around one to 2% in terms of the revenues, but the intensity, the capital required to sustain all the bandwidth growths and acquire the spectrums is averaging around 12 to 15%. So that's that's why you see the multiples at this particular point in time, because they're going into a heavy investment phase to support the uh, data growth. That's from the the second part of this is we are part of the same economy. Yeah. So if you are again shrinking as a country or shrinking in terms of the growth rates, that will be reflected in the valuation of all the companies. Nobody's out of the or out of that league. So to do that, again, it is again needs to be it it, it could it is a long debate, but I think for me it is the economy that needs to grow that drives everything else. And for that, I already alluded earlier, I spent a lot of time explaining what I think are two fundamentals
0: that need to come into. But, 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 but let me come back on that. I mean, again, think about it. Uh, Kareem, which is like a nothing company, sold for $3 billion. So I put the question to all of you, Khuram Apna um, you know, whoever, Tamur Sahab, whoever, why is it that our companies are so small? Why is it, Irfan Sahib, our companies are so small? Please tell me. Anybody?
1: Yeah, a big example, Doji. I mean again from Pakistan. Uh,
0: and, and and we
1: need to have a lot more examples, so don't take me wrong. Um it's a Telenor bank uh, which is sort of the uh easy our brand. Uh, we got a valuation or a bihamnik dare $410 million valuation when we sold 45% of the stake. Uh, so and and that all started as a startup. Uh, small microfinance bank, which we took over about 11 years ago, 2009, or which was valued at over $400 million post money. Uh, so again, we have fewer examples, and then we have seen that uh, in our space, in our own uh, group. Uh, but considering our market size, I think uh, there's a huge potential. Valuation, ke point of view, you're right. Again, essentially, I'm emphasizing on New economy. I'm emphasizing on knowledge economy and digitization because that's the only play which can give us that sort of uh, uh, investment as well as valuations because fundamentally it's a, a market size jet, uh, that is quite conducive. <coughs> uh, so I
0: think. Hmm. I mean, we've got 220 million people and yet our companies are not growing so rapidly. I would expect that we should have at least. You know, a hundred billion dollar companies in this country, maybe more. And we have only about two or three billion dollar companies in the country. And unfortunately, those are mostly government owned. If you take out the government, there are very few billion dollar companies. PPSO, P- OGDC, we've hardly got a billion dollar company. In fact, the surprising thing was the biggest company was PTC. Uh, sorry, uh, Pakistan Tobacco which is a strange uh, company, which is larger than other companies. So anyways, this is a question I leave open to everybody. Please go ahead, folks. Anybody wants to answer this? Why? Temur, will you say something or Khuram, will you say
4: something? I mean, in this if I talk about healthcare, ki bhi baat karu, to I would uh, second what Mukheem said, we are part of the economy. Uh, so isliye, it's, it's also important, if the country's economy is growing, um, uh, we always say that जी की a बड़ी so uh, as far as the potential is concerned is immense. But लोगों की capacity, uh, how how in terms of growth uh, jis hai, th- these things matter a lot. Uh, healthcare specific अगर मैं बात करूँ उसके uh, 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 Mukeem sahab ne bhi kiya that you have 41 uh, approvals to get right of way. <laughs> Similar kind of hurdles exist in healthcare as well. If I overall growth pattern, ki karu, there is so much opportunity, unfortunately, and I would say unfortunately, because the uh, government does not healthcare provision. Ka jo kaam hai, us se kar rahi. Uh, 70% of our people are actually going to private healthcare providers. Uh, clinics में बाकी places on the other एक फैक्टर factor इसके अंदर this factor which में ही is the immense uh, capex which I have done with telecom ke perspective se, uh, ek cancer ki machine and we have to plan for years uh, before that happens and then there is an ongoing support of uh, they, they don't even venture going into that. So, if it becomes a environment conducive, a little government ki, uh, policy uh, towards making a particular sector a success, upar karna shuru ho jay, toh, the, the opportunities are there. But yes, so are the roadblocks. So, there uh, times to come in. <coughs> we have more number of companies such.
0: This Tamur sir, cheese- oh, oh, 20 years ago, I was in Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka had a very big hospital called Apollo, which is an Indian hospital. And that Apollo spread out in many countries. What is? it? Why is Shifa not in 10 countries? We, we
4: are, uh, ne- uh, next year, inshallah, if it happened, we would be 3. Um, so, that's why we'll Uh, But yes, uh, they expanded uh, significantly. Uh, By the way, I I visited Sri Lanka a few years ago. So, it's now a local one. Uh, But yes, I agree. They have this healthcare group that expands into Middle East. It expands inside India. So, again, I have mentioned that if it's an environment conducive, there are funds, global funds that are... uh, uh, investing into healthcare entities in Pakistan because <laughs> they realize that there is gap lot of uh, once they come in, environment, navigate the regulatory environment, ke navigate karna, um, so again, don't take it as a normal complaining, that we are every time, that we not do this, we not do But knowing two to three big players who are working in the country, as part of their risk management plan, the topmost risk that they have and we have, is the regulatory environment that you're working in. We never know what will and what way it will investor so will uh, paise us money se lagate hain. So there are factors, and inshallah, uh, but we are hopeful. Inshallah, with times to come, we can grow.
3: I'd like to add something, Nadim sir, if I may. You have to keep the policy framework in perspective. When you talk about the GDP per capita, and you look at the country, I mean, what you see is not a representative number. What you are seeing is a part of the economy which is documented. You, you talk about um, a certain element of productivity per capita, but we all know that the reality is that the productivity per capita is much, much higher. There is, uh, what is the percentage of penetration of banking accounts in the country? You're talking about 20, 30%. That means that 60, 70% of your country is not formally in the sector. You talk about the number of taxpayers, you know, you just tell us about how much of our stock exchange is in our retail users. The corporate users are okay. So, you're talking about a framework exists doesn't exist, which is conducive to formally documenting all that economic activity that's coming in the market. The economic activity from a milk perspective is not what is sold by, uh, by a few documented people who sell cartons of milk. There's a huge economy which is basically beyond and above what you see. So I think the point is investment is a function of policy framework where you bring in that informal economy into the system. And I think there are some efforts being done. I mean, just look at the remittances. The remittances have gone up, not because you're exporting more labor and more qualified staff abroad, but because efforts has been made to bring in people into the formal economy. And you see remittances growing. So I think this is a policy framework question. Uh, I think there is the intent is there, execution with thora lag is, or inshallah, Allah, Allah chaya to better ho But I think the the economics of the country, given the size of the population, the vibrancy of the informal sector, bada kuch kaam hai. Here in Pakistan, you will see when construction activity will be, not all of that will be documented, but it will come. an accelerator principle ke basis on impact the economy. Mein. Uh, and that's that's my contribution. Good, you're good. sir. you were saying something. I may one point. that
6: we have easy income ka source. Uh, raha hai, abhi bhi hai, and that is uh, property. Uh, usne bahut industrialist, uh, dusre apne ki hai, jo baje hai, and he makes much more money. So, would, would incentive is? to industrialize further uh, and and tackling all those uh, uh, 29 departments which knock at your door day in and uh, day out to what diversion will so property property has been uh, a very easy income uh, un- uncontrolled or both impact hai industrialization or investment now <laughs>
0: प्रणब साहब, मेरा ख्याल है कुछ थोड़ी सी मित्स हमारे मुल्क में हैं जो रिसर्च क्लियरफाय करनी चाहिए और हमने की हैं, but unfortunately बात ज़्यादा निकलती नहीं। एक तो हमने रिसर्च किया प्रॉपर्टी में रिटर्न उतने नहीं है जितना स्टॉक मार्केट में है। Over time, property has a lower return than the stock market। दूसरी चीज़ आप खुद ही देख लें Years old, lake city. He's still trying to figure it out. Property okay? it is a very, very long term investment and it doesn't work. And yes, Malik Riyas type Banda Ekada bina let And all of us who may check in, pass plots with plots 10 so, You know, quite frankly, it's a very illiquid, very difficult investment. Yes. DHM में कई जगह अगर आपकी किस्मत खुल जा तो बड़ी हो जाती DHM 9 की फाइलें लेकर बैठे हैं 10 की बड़े सालों से सो The दूसरी चीज डॉक्यूमेंटेशन डॉक्यूमेंटेशन भी बड़ा मसला है documentation. But quite frankly, when I look back at the robber barons, this is my interest, I'm Rockefeller, Kani, etc., they didn't wait for the policy framework. They made things like So we? So, to ask that this you've been a prominent family in this for 60-70 years now. Why do we have 20,000 textile mills? i'm exaggerating but not by much because a large number of small textile players who are insolvent acha baaki duniya mein dekh rahe hain to automobiles le le internet le le koi cheezein le google ke saath 10 15 search engines the google reh gaya theek isi tarah market microsoft apple 10000 wo the del shell wo kam ho gaye theek why don't you guys consolidate why aren't <laughs> you guys efficient buy out some of the inefficient plants why the natural to interested there <laughs> Natural consolidation
6: boreji uh, people uh botshood companies they're dying off, or Joe companies, stable calm they're growing. So hmm. Hmm. overall growth in the sector may individual companies are, are growing at a much faster speed. Hmm. So yeah. ये, ये trend आ, 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 clear So Sadia, do you see do
0: you see a market for talent developing in this country? Or is PID right? We put out a paper recently that Pakistan is a talent repellent country. Which way do you go? Is Pakistan talent repellent or is it talent attractive?
5: It's talent repellent.
0: Okay. And our corporate sector is still talent repellent?
5: You know, interestingly, I don't recall if I was there. When Telenor came to Pakistan, they had a model where whichever country they went to, for hiring process, they would hire an independent consultant. I just happened to be that consultant. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot. um, and, And we are going back so many years and they'll tell you how we think. Their model was to advertise, we'll do the shortlisting, and there'll be a big hall in all cities, and everybody will be invited. They'll give a test, and then they will share the test, and then we'll invite them again for interviews. And they have done Bangladesh. They have done similar countries. And when they asked for our expert opinion, we said, you know what, in Pakistan, people, manager, and above, will not come, will not give tests, and will not be part of this. They felt it was odd. You know, why I'm telling you this story? Because it then happened. Senior people did not come. They did not appear for the test. They felt, they were telling me that they were telling me telling ready for it we are not ready to unlearn pandemic hand kar हम unlearn hmm. so you know we repair in just not talent in a lot of ways it's like What I'm saying, trying to say that it's, uh, you know, wheels within wheels within wheels. I have somebody, I'm not at liberty to name him. He's part of NEOM, uh, Saudi Arabia's dream. He's on the executive committee. He is so talented. He wants to come back. He has come back. He was committed a role. I met him five months after him being appointed. He said, Sadi, I'm going back. I said, what happened? You took... 85% 85% salary cut. You left Neon to come back to Pakistan. He said, yes, I did all that. But whatever I was committed, it's not happening. I have a family. There's only so much I can do. So it's happening. And right now we have 1.5 billion people coming back from Saudi Arabia alone. They are all not taxi drivers. They are not Masdoods. They are, they are manager and above. Are we ready for them? No, we are not. We will use the certainty. That's a standard thing that I get to hear. I just closed a position yesterday where five global CEOs were al- completely aligned with the proposed salary that we proposed. But the local CEO said, come offer kije. I said, but we agreed. The candidate knows. He said, no, no. Try career. You know, after going through a two-month two process, having an exceptionally talented candidate, my Pakistani CEO saying, try it. And I have five global CEOs who are saying, no, oh, we agreed on this. So do you see where we are coming from? We okay. Are- so in,
0: in closing, let me pose one question, last question to you guys. And you guys can sum up however, however you like. It's your show. You are the stars. Uh, Can you please tell me, forget the government, what would you, take yourself out of your current role and just simply act as an advisor, what would you advise uh, corporate CEOs as consultants? How should they do things differently? One or two or three things that they should do differently in the post-COVID era for companies to grow? Because I'm a strong believer, Pakistan will grow only if the companies grow. So what should, how should our corporate governance change? I'll tell you another thing which our paper has done. We've also looked at your boards, by the way. We've also looked at the corporate boards. And it's interesting that KSC 100 has 700 people on the board or 800 and is owned by 13, 13 or 30 families, something like that. So we are not far off from Abu Bulhuk's 22 families. We are still in the same era. So that's just an aside. But just tell me, what would you advise as consultants how corporate governance should change in Pakistan in the post-COVID era? So, who would like to go first? I will go. Go ahead. G. I
2: think. I think. The, I think. Uh, yeah. I think. So, coming back to, I think we've we've discussed a wide range of topics. So, coming back to the COVID, uh, how do we uh, take the companies forward? I think are three things that uh, companies we need to look at. I think the biggest thing that is, uh, what I find missing is that we're trying to compare the on-site experience with the off-site experience. So all the time, uh, so that transition, the culture that needs to evolve over there, I think that's the first focus. So I think you need to look at your employees' digital experience and how do you benchmark. So you just need to give a grid. I think what I see is a lot of intent to manage the employees as if they are on-site. So there's a concept of digital wellness, for example. So I think in my view, the first part of that is, in the COVID world, uh, what is your strategy from a culture perspective? I think that's the biggest thing. Technology as an enabler will become available. If it's not available, people will be able to access. Technology to me is not the limiting factor. It's an enabler that can be multiplied as a resource. But I think it's the people aspect. The second part of this, uh, I think that people generally don't take for granted is your uh, resilience, your agility. It's My supply chain has been impacted. Uh, My collection methodologies are evolving. So I think the two things that need to come in is, so are my people and how do I take my people along uh, in this transition? I think that to me is a fundamental boardroom discussion. Uh, So we've gone through the change. Now we're trying to figure out how do we control the people within this grid? So I think because when you, and I think the one question that I actually am uh, reprimanding my own team is, if you sit in a meeting today and ask uh, are you working from home? So, I think that kind of a mindset change. Uh, so, first, we need to realize the enablement, then, we need to make sure that we have, uh, we need to differentiate between the on site and off site experience. I think we'll all learn together. I think that, that's the transition that we tend to learn. Great
0: point. Great point.
2: G, uh, I'll come next.
6: Uh, Go ahead. <clears throat> uh, the, the classical job, des- uh, job description silo model. Uh, needs to be converted more into roles. Uh, Secondly, uh, we need to empower the workforce uh, by training them for trade-offs because there are very quick trade-offs COVID has taught us. Uh, Thirdly, the spirit of entrepreneurship in an organization, more empowerment, more entrepreneurship, less, less structural things.
0: Okay, good, good. Who else, Tamur, uh, I
4: would second him, sahab, point mm-hmm. I think for the future uh, companies, empowerment uh, to make quick decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. COVID at least you have to be on your toes, you have to make a decision and implement them the next morning. तो जेन कंपनीज के अंदर ये एजिलिटी थी ये एंपावरमेंट लोगों के अंदर थी दे able एबल टू डू दैट लेकिन अगर को वो नाम के गवर्नेंस हैं और कंट्रोल उसको एक आदमी नहीं करना है उसी की सर अगर यूं हिलता है तो एक तरह का फैसला होता है दूसरी तरह हिलता है तो दूसरी तरह का दोज आर द रिजिड मेरे ख्याल में अगर uh, and with more empowerment mere khayal mein jitne log jiska sadia ne bhi zikr kiya ki jitna talent bahar se agar aa raha hai they would find themselves at home uh, they would find themselves to be able to make difference mere khayal mein bahut sare mujhe har ek ka nahi pata lekin bahut executives jo uh, ki companies mein achhi position par hai they once used to work outside uh, but there were those who were lucky who came in who thought that we can make a difference uh, with working within an organization. Own uh, organizations they unko bhi diya and they are doing good. So, mere mein empowerment is the key. advice, uh, ko advice dija. Great, great, great. Ji, Sadia Bibi. Ji, go ahead. Well, empowerment,
0: yes. One thing as a corporate governance, we really need to look at is the
5: mental health right now. People are dealing with this work out of home, pandemic, in very different ways. Even now that, and I'm sure Thaymur can second that, uh, when the numbers are decreasing, I see a lot of anxiety, post anxiety. People don't know how to manage, now going partially uh, back home, back to work. Uh, corporates need to very seriously look at, not only the of pandemic, uh, and. More so as the leadership is uh, mentor and coaching that we don't have, and right now more than before.
0: Great, G. Conrad, I can, can go on. Uh, so, Ji. sorry, I
3: found In the two perspectives yeah. I'd like to give you.
0: So, uh, go ahead, go ahead, you go ahead, mm, go ahead. Two-two ah, perspective. I like
1: to uh, share here. One internally agar, uh, look at towards my own organization. So I, I just want to build on the empowerment theme. So uh, what we have the, the new term which we are pointing is tight, loose, tight. That means that uh, you should be very tight in terms of your objectives and goal, very clear. But loose when it comes to you know how to achieve it, especially empowering. You know that empowerment. You are talking about how to flexibility to figure out, to explore, to experiment. And then you follow up again tightly uh, in terms of are we uh, making progress. One uh, uh, externally I want to say is that clear in the panel. We all talk about a lot of challenges, and there are a lot of challenges, there are a lot of roadblocks. But as leaders, what we need to also talk about is to give hope to our uh, youth, to everyone who's there, and, and in COVID clear opportunities exist, opportunities And we need to really uh, build on that. We need to build on those foundations, or especially, a uh, large part of our society is our females. Uh, and then unless we bring those females uh, into the mainstream uh, through technology, uh, and, and now actually working from home, or specific opportunities, we need to really focus on that and make sure that 50% of the population is not left out in
3: that. Great. Wonderful. Ji. Ji, so I'll basically say two things that COVID taught us. Um, one was essentially communicate, 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 uh, and then loosen the command and control structures. So let people innovate, let people feel that they can make decisions, obviously within certain frameworks. But working from home, working remotely, uh, managing your customers, historically it's always been a command control. Let's say, But when you're working remotely and you are able to communicate, these are broad cultural values that we have assigned to, this is the, the customer satisfaction that we need. We found that in our case, um, the team rose to the occasion. And we came up with a lot of initiatives from ranging from paying our suppliers upfront because they were going through cash flow issues to basically managing our customers better. Um, and, and that's how you have to be a little bit more agile and, and learn to evolve with the market. And that was our experience, and which we are trying to kind of institutionalize going forward.
0: Fascinating discussion, folks. So I think it's time to close. We are almost more than one o'clock now. Um, Irfan Sab, do you have any last words since you initiated and you are the co sponsor of the seminar? Any last words, Ir- Irfan Saab? I just want Bahad- to repeat
1: again we, we need to sort of leave uh, at a positive note. Uh, and, and, and that is all about you know, how we build that ecosystem together. I think we all have a collective responsibility, regardless of our roles, uh, to come together as the thought leaders and show that leadership, which is required, because uh, up to, you know entire youth population is looking uh, uh, towards us to show and guide them, I think we have a huge responsibility and we should not disappoint them.
0: Fair point. Very good. Excellent. Thank you, folks. Thank you very much. This has been a great discussion. Um, I have really learned a lot. I think there are a number of issues that we need to think about. I'm not going to try and summarize the discussion. We will summarize the discussion in print our summary, as we always do. But I think, uh, quite frankly, I'm so happy that corporate leaders like yourself, Irfan sahab, Mukim sahab, Damur sahab, everybody have come out. I'm so happy that you've, um, you've participated in this. Lots of children now will pick up, lots of our students will pick up their theses and start working on things that you've said. This is the kind of collaboration that we need, and we are very happy to have this collaboration. And this collaboration is what will give students hope that, you know, hey, CEOs are talking to them. I've often said to people that when um, a CEO of um, Glaxo or whatever, you know, let's say British Rail or, um, you know, even Microsoft gets an invitation by a university to give give a talk there, they are very, very open and very, very happy, in fact, to go and give a talk there. As you can see, their commencement addresses are on YouTube and they even dress up funnily and do all all kinds of things to address students. In our country, we are trying to build this tradition and build hope for students because they should see you people, the middle-class students who never have a chance of seeing you, they should see you people as hope, that you're thinking about them, you are actually doing something for the country. So I think we can build a better society doing this. This is our hope and this is our dream. Um, And inshallah, we will carry your messages and try and amplify them as much as we can. We look forward to further collaborations with you people. Thank you all. I don't want to take up much of your time. You've given us, you've been very, very generous with your time. We thank you profusely from the bottom of our heart. And we will inshallah carry on our collaboration further. Thank you. All the best. Bye-bye.